As long as I don't sound like I have a dick in my mouth, that's all I ask. Uh, I sound like that every week. You'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, Eric just does perpetually have a dick in his mm, mouth. Mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. much. Welcome to BitFaced. Tonight in the Bit Cave, after the craziness that was the Strip Club Massacre, we're kind of back to a normal episode this week. Our most popular episode this year thus far was when we had the local crew of Geeks Gone Rogue over. Anyway, after the episode, we had a couple beverages. We got to talking, and one of the members of Geeks Gone Rogue, Nick Gochis, we got to talking a lot about games, and I said, man, if you will please do us the favor and come back in the Bit Cave and talk to us about video games, and that's exactly what we're doing tonight. Welcome to BitFace, Nick. Cool. Thanks, Eric. Oh, uh, no. Proud, to, uh, proud and happy to have you here. Across from me, as always, Tyler run TRG Glaze. And you know what I realized today, Tyler? And this is completely on a side note before we get into the actual episode. What did you realize? If you die... I can just have Titus take over as run TRG, or actually he'd be crawl TRG now. Uh, he can run. He runs often. He runs He runs a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so if I outlive you, I don't have to worry about getting another co-host. Tyler or Titus can just be the new run TRG. Yeah, Titus Ray Glaze, so it's TRG. It's, run TRG. it's nice to know you have a replacement in the wings. <laughs> well, especially since Tyler is 26 and I will be 40 this year. So odds are I probably will die first. Eh, you know. Tyler is all about the uh, cocaine fueled uh, weekend. So, <laughs> yeah, if you would have saw him in Atlanta, you would have you would have thought exactly that. Uh, I was I was impressed with how much he was able to uh, to handle, especially since we went to my old college town. So sometimes you got to go a little crazy. I mean, sometimes you know it's it's how awkward paternity suits are made, and uh, yeah, sometimes you get that awkward eye contact across the buffet, and you know why. So tell me about picking up women at buffets. <laughs> it's not so much women. It's it's really anything, you know. Sometimes you got to fight for that last sausage, and eye contact is making all the difference. I, I'd agree with you. I think eye contact <laughs> is very important, even outside of buffet situations. True story. True story. Are you staring down women at buffets over sausages? Like, this is just getting a little yeah, weird. It is a little weird, you know. You go to Vegas, it's 3 in the morning, the buffet's got one sausage left, and really, it's it's me or her. And I'm all about the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> now, the question was, if you were in Vegas, was that sausage comped? Or, or did you pay for the buffet? I, it's uh, depending on the trip. Yeah, I've got some uh, friends out there who have uh, comped my sausage before. But <laughs> No, have you guys been out there to do cons? No, I've gone out there a couple times for... Um, I used to work at a computer store with uh, some family members and whatnot. And we uh, did the Consumer Electronics Expo. Oddly enough... Every single year, they have the exact same thing running with the Adult Entertainment Expo. Right, they run at the same time. It, it you know, it's marketing brilliance, really. It, it really is. So. Did you get to go to AVN? I did. Um, it was five, six years ago, if not longer. But uh, it was kind of boring, to be fair. Um, a lot of people just kind of sitting around, staring at everyone, and I didn't know any of the actresses or anything. Or it was entertaining. It's worth saying I was there, but. CES was kind of the same thing. Um, it was a lot of uh, jewel-encrusted wheeze, you know, Svarsky crystals, and uh, 
like 80% of the people there were selling iPhone and iPod accessories because Apple won't let them into their events. So, yeah, it's fun, though. It's, you know, I love me some Vegas. I went with Lauren uh, last year for our anniversary, and, yeah, I, I never turned down me some Vegas, so. No, me neither. I'm actually going in, in May. Fantastic. Um, so I've never been to CES, but I imagine it's probably similar to E3 with less video game focus and more like television, yeah. camcorder, Blu-ray players, laptops. Like, laptops. It, yeah, it was before I'd really gotten into any of the convention kind of thing because the majority of stuff now is, you know, I, I'm kind of an old hand at conventions now, but then I had no idea what the hell to do or go or anything. So like Sony's doing their event, Canon's doing their event, and I, I'm not there for any of it. I'm walking by as shit's going on. I'm like, oh, what's going on over there? But it was... You know, now it'd be like, okay, panel this time at this time at this time. But, yeah, I missed out on a lot, unfortunately. So, well, I'm glad you got to go to CES. So. Oh, yeah. Do they still do it every year? Yes. Yes, they do. And I know they do. I mean, AVN's not going anywhere. No. So. No. Yep. Technology and porn, the two mainstays in life. Well, I, 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 I have to admit, I would have known many 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 actresses <laughs> so no, I, prob- I probably would have gotten a couple autographs you know if brie olsen was in the house i'd like to get yeah. a pick you know so. uh, my my father got a picture with jesse jane and it was fantastic it was you know it, it was a good time it was a good time <laughs> now is it like um like a denver comic-con or even a colorado springs comic-con is everyone that you meet celebrity or not are they super nice and i'm talking avian or ces for the most part ces everyone's trying to sell you stuff um you know, obviously, it, it was interesting. You know, some tech companies were interesting and actually, like, wanting to sell you things. Other people were just not caring at all. Like, I think I hit the Toshiba booth on the last day, and, like, just no one gave a fuck. And I was interested. I was like, well, tell me about this tablet, man. This looks awesome. And they're just like, take it. It's like, <laughs> okay, you know. And then Adult Entertainment Expo, you know, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of weirdness there that eye contact thing comes into play again with the sausage but uh, a very different type of sausage <laughs> so um you know it's it's the same kind of thing as a lot of cons where you have to go and you talk to the people and you know you have to pay 45 bucks to wait in line to get the signature with so and so and you know i mean it, it wasn't it was interesting but it wasn't worth me paying any money for really so now this year i'm planning on dropping money at denver con for minimally two autograph sessions and i don't know how they're gonna work it stanley stanley mm-hmm. now yeah. i heard though that last time stanley was supposed to be here number one he didn't show up mm-hmm. number two he was not out in the main autograph floor you had to buy a special like 75 dollar pass to get a chance to get his autograph yeah, from what I've seen, it looks like you can actually like go and see him. I don't know if he's going to be on the floor, but it, it, it doesn't seem to be a whole lot of like stipulations yet, but it is still in June, so they, that can change you know, day to day. I mean, last year, I think they replaced him with Shatner, came in and saved the day when Stanley couldn't make it. I mean, he's like 94 Two now. years ago. Yeah, something like that. But I think uh, it was, wasn't it, it was the year we didn't, we didn't go. Well, this was what? Last year, there was no Shatner. Nichelle Nichols okay, was there. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the first one, the first Denver Comic Con that he was supposed oh, that to was, show up to. Yeah, and so that was probably what the first one in so. the convention center, not in the hotel. Yeah, I think just in general, the first Denver Comic Con that we had ever. Yeah, was that was that one. was five years ago. This is the fifth con. Wow. So yeah, and it's I'm stoked. Carrie Fisher is going to be there. Um, there's what do you think a Carrie Fisher autograph is going to run me? Uh, I'd probably say forty five, if not more. I. Yeah, because Nichelle Nichols was was seventy. What? Okay, yeah, then, yeah. 
Now, Anthony Michael Hall was 25, and he was the nicest dude in the world. That's Took his it. time to talk to us, signed the poster how I wanted it signed. Yeah. I was a little not disappointed meeting Nichelle. I was disappointed, and maybe it was 65. It was something like 45 to get it signed, another 25 to get a picture with her, and I'll be damned if I wait in that line and don't get both. Yeah, exactly. I wanted my comic signed, and I wanted a picture with Lieutenant Uhura. I mean, I got both, but I paid out the ass for it, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing with conventions. I mean, I know that's a big draw to a lot of people, but... I, I honestly never do it. Like, I mean, as far as the, the signatures go and the pictures, like, nine times out of ten, I run into them just awkwardly and get a picture taken. Like, um, we were just at Starfest, and his name escapes me completely. Uh, Worf. Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn, thank you. Yes, he he just wandered around. Like, it was, a, it was a little bit of a lull, and, like, I ran up to him and talked to him a little bit. Lauren was dressed as um, Deanna Troy. She was Troy, right, because... Yeah. Um, Tammy was going to do Wesley Crusher. Tammy yeah, was they, Crusher. They both did their outfits, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And just nice guy, you know. He and like Tammy and Chris ran over to go get a signature from him, and you know he's bored out of his mind. You know, wasn't really feeling it. It was like forty five bucks, and there was no real line because it was dead at that point in time. But he was swamped for the majority of the convention. But a lot of that stuff, I just you know, if I see him, I see him. If I don't, I'm usually too busy working to actually care. So. How did you, how did Starfest go for you guys? It, it was, looked like a lot of fun. It was fantastic. I mean, a lot of people bitched that because uh, it was at a new hotel because the current hotel they usually do it at is uh, being renovated. And everyone's like, oh, you know, it's t- typical geek, you know. The last time was better kind of thing. You know, the old hotel was better, yada, yada, yada. So it was my first Starfest, even though it's been around for bloody ever. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. Like, I met a bunch of new people, made a bunch of friends, new business contacts, and we sold really well, so... That's awesome. And I got to de- uh, do my Deadpool Jedi outfit, which I've been talking about for months. So that was that was bonerific for everybody. So Did you get a lot of people coming up to take pictures with I you? I did. I did. I fringed the uh, the sleeves with Hello Kitty duct tape, and I had a pink lightsaber uh, with the Jar Jar Binks keychain hanging from the end, and a little unicorn on the, my side, on my belt, and I was just awkward as hell with that thing, rubbing my head against the unicorn, and... Yeah, there's there's some pictures on the internet that will definitely result in some type of Ryan Reynolds lawsuit, I'm sure, eventually. <laughs> now, did you were you Jedi Deadpool all three days? No, just one day. Like, we, we brought so many freaking outfits. Like, Lauren had four or five, I want to say. It, it was a two-and-a-half-day event, keep in mind. Um, my munchkin had, like, three. Tammy had four or five, two. Chris had one. You know, like, he, he had his Chris Mal- is rocking the Malcolm Reynolds he, Exactly. Now. He, kind of an update from the previous uh, Geeks Gone Wrong episode. He decided to go with Mal, and it looks great. Yeah, no, he, he got really meticulous with it. He's got, like, three different Malcolm Reynolds guns now, you know, that are all made of different things. and But he stuck with it. You know, he was smart, too, because, like, I wore cosplays kind of for me, which, you know, it's about. But I was also working the booth. And it's kind of hard to sell stuff when you're wearing a Deadpool mask or a Punisher Noir mask. So I got I to gotta find some new cosplay that works a little bit more, you know, for the business and not quite for my own uh, edification. So Yeah, that's got to get real hot and be hard to see through. It, it's not so much that as it's just like if you're, you're if I'm wearing like a black morph suit mask that's got a white skull on the front of it and I'm trying to talk to a family to sell them something or take a commission or something. That's that's just awkward. Most people won't even approach. So I wandered the floor. I had some fun, and then I just 
I mean, when, at least you weren't dressed like Chota Boy or anything like no, that. No, no, the thought was there. Um, you know, I'm actually, uh, my dad's decided he's going to start cosplaying because he's really digging what we're doing. And he's going to go as the Clit Commander from, uh, you know. The action, is he going Bob. as the actual, the monkey face? No, he's, uh, he's going to get the insignia made. He's going to put it on like military fatigues. And he's going to have a commander outfit with a hat and everything with some patches on it that say Clit Commander. And... I'm 110% behind this. <laughs> so that movie was amazing when it first came out and I tried to watch it the other week and I guess younger Eric just appreciated that humor more. Now, I think Mallrats and Clerks both hold up. I think Chasing Amy holds up. I think Dogma holds up. I think that's the movie that I can kind of see why it got some of the the bad reviews when it came out because it is one giant in joke. Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah. the majority of the the joy of Jay and Silent Bob, but you know it's it's still funny to me mostly because it's just you can't mess with success with those guys, you know. I mean Kevin Smith is getting kind of quacky with some of his newer stuff. I mean he's putting his daughter and everything, which I get. I do the same thing with mine, but uh, yeah, he's getting a little bananas with just. I heard that Yoga Hosers is not great, though. No. I now, mean, I'm yeah. going to watch it first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a chance just like I did with Tusk, which I thought was terrible. <laughs> I liked the concept. I thought that the concept was okay. I just didn't think the execution was there. Same with, uh, with Red State. I mean, I used, to, I used to name Kevin as my favorite movie director and writer. Now I'd say he's probably my second favorite podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 he's he's getting out there, you know, and I, I applaud him for actually going after his work and, you know, doing whatever the hell he wants and telling everyone else to fuck off. You know, we went and saw an evening with Kevin Smith uh, like a week or two before we did your last uh, podcast with the whole crew. And it was fantastic. Like, he basically just sat there and was like, you know, I don't give a shit anymore. Like, I used to watch my P's and Q's with everybody, but, you know, I hate this guy, I hate that guy, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff, so. And that's how, how he kind of is on um, on his podcast as well. Yeah, the Which, Fat Man and Batman, I think. Fat Man and Batman is the that's one it. that I really listen to, um, and it's gotten a lot better. It used to just be him and a guest. Now it's him and Mark Bernardin, and if you've never heard Mark Bernardin speak at length about geek stuff, he's wonderful and very knowledgeable and not the same as Kevin Smith, which is good, and it's somebody good to play off of. And he's also older, which I didn't think at first. But Bernardin's written for like Entertainment Weekly, Playboy, things like that. He's a very he's very smart at analyzing the scripts, and he's very smart at analyzing the characters. So his podcast has gotten uh, has gotten a lot better. I was actually hoping Kevin would be at Denver Comic Con this year, but I guess they're still announcing. Oh yeah, guests. yeah. That's the kind of the peril of Comic Cons is they always. They announce up until like the day before kind of thing, you know, and people you thought were going to be there aren't, you know, and there's there's certain conventions that lie, you know, just to get you to spend, tick, you know, money on tickets in advance kind of thing. There's Let's talk about that. That brings me we're not going to get off the track of cons, but I want to I want to ask you straight up. And okay. this is for the bit faced audience. Now, you and I have both done a little bit of research in the supposed Colorado Springs Comic Con. Yeah, I have seen Alfonso Ribeiro mm-hmm. and Brian O'Halloran who, if you guys don't know, that's Dante from Clerks, mm-hmm. listed as guests. And, of course, Alfonso Ribeiro, we all know his cousin Carlton from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Definitely. Yeah, no. What's your opinion? As soon as I saw that, I was like, this has to be semi-legit, but it still doesn't seem like it is. Honestly, you know, I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but the research I've done into it, I spent a week Nancy Drew on it, you know, because no one knew about it. You know, you assume when you come to a, a 
brand new town and you're going to open a convention, the first place you'd stop would be the comic book stores. You know, you talk to the local market, hey, this is what I'm doing, I'd love for you guys to be there, here's a discounted table, or, or whatever. He never did it. Like, the guy who runs it never did it. Um, you know, they were charging Denver Comic Con prices. Denver Comic Con for a 10 by 10 table, like something we would normally use, 700 bucks. He was originally asking for 650 He's dropped it uh, consecutively about 50 bucks every couple months now to the point where it's like 450 Still ridiculous for a first-year con, you know. Um, there's going to be a roofing company there that's decided that they're going to sell stuff. It's based on my research. It's a, a very heavy handed approach with like, uh, he runs around the guy who runs it's altered reality productions. They're based out of the East coast. Um, they don't really even seem to know anything about Colorado. And like I said, with, with guests, I can make a page saying I have whoever I want and put my little logo on it and their name and when they're going to be there. And it could be true. It could be complete and total bullshit. You know, because from what I understand, he does throw money at it, but he also oversells. The Rhode Island Comic Con's got a massive Better Business Bureau complaint against it. Um, just They sold three times as many tickets as they should have. If you left for any reason whatsoever, you weren't allowed back in. Um, guests, event, you know, vendors, um, even just uh, general you know, admission tickets, people were being treated like crap. So I am insanely leery of this con. You know, there's, the problem is we have so many different conventions coming through town anymore, and I want to be clear, this, you know, there's the Colorado Springs Comic Con, but there's also the Colorado Springs Toy and Comic Con, and people are getting them confused. Which is, that's, com- that's coming the up. The Toy and Comic Con is the April 2nd and 3rd, and it's run by a gentleman named Clint, probably one of the best conventions in, in the state. Um, you know, it's free to get into. They ask for, like, donations for, like, Toys for Tots. Yeah, bring, it, bring a toy, bring some toys for exactly. the community. Yeah, yeah, but it's free to get into. And and the guy who runs it is just the, one of the best people I know as far as that goes in the con community. This other one, you know, it's – it's. I was even tempted to just say, you know, hey, I'll go as a civilian, check it out kind of thing, but I don't want to even have the money. You know, like, I'm I'm telling everyone I can to avoid it. You know, because if if they're not willing to be part of the geek community and reach out, aside from just sending me sketchy emails every week and not, you know, it's it's one of those fun things now where unfortunately people are uh, throwing a lot of money at something that you know is giving cons a bad name, and that's really what I want to avoid. You know, because if you have one bad con, it sours your entire experience on conventions, and you say basically fuck it to go into anything else, which you know ruins the whole con idea. So. Well, I feel like Comic-Con itself is, they're just kind of pulling off the name of Comic-Con because the same people run Denver and San Diego mm-hmm. and all the Chicago. actual Chicago. Yeah, all the actual Comic-Cons. Yeah, so, the big ones. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the, the name, you know, anything with con anymore, everyone's doing that, you know, and then Fest is getting overused a lot now, Galaxy Fest, Star Fest, you know, all that stuff, so... It's hard to narrow down, especially as, like, just someone who wants to go and check out the local geek scene. Like, trying to narrow down your conventions is a pain in the ass. I mean, like, especially, you know, as just a a normal person, but as a vendor, too. Like, we get invited to a million things. You know, you got to do a little research on it. And every single event, you know, you get the people coming up to you and, you know, our event's selling out real quick. You know, the day one, right after the event's ended, you know, you get the guy who's running the event telling you, you know, we sold out. And it's crap for the most part. It's the used car salesman trip where they tell you, you know, hey, they're going fast. And it's certain events I've been to in the past, you know, you can, they were selling booths the day beforehand, you know. So it's it's a fun, 
fun uh, field to navigate through. So, but it's a hell of a ride. It's a lot of fun, actually. You know, it seems like you guys do have a lot of fun at the cons. We uh, was it Starfest that was here, or was that Denver? Starfest was in Denver. Yeah. Was it Galaxy Fest that Galaxy was here? Galaxy Fest was here in town, yeah. Tyler and I were going to go, and we balked at two of us and his kid $100 to go to a local con yeah. when I'm used to Colorado Springs Toy and Comic Convention, which bring a couple toys, donate, and then if I don't have to spend 40 bucks to walk in the door, I am way more apt yeah. to spend that 40 bucks at Geeks Gone Rogue or yeah, buying issues. Yep. No, you know, I mean, the Galaxy Fest, I love the guys who run it, Brian and Linda, they're good kids. Um, the event just really seems to be they're trying to make it Denver Comic Con, you know, with their policies and procedures and, and all that fun stuff. And unfortunately, it, it didn't work out for a lot of vendors. You know, um, there, there was no one at the door telling anyone that, hey, you know, you need to buy a ticket to come check stuff out. There was just people wandering around doing whatever they wanted, walking up and down the halls, talking to the vendors who got, you know, paid 50, 70 bucks for a table, got a million times more exposure than we did because we were in the dealer's room. You go in the, trying to go in the dealer's room and someone stops you and says, Hey man, you got to buy a ticket. They do a quick look inside and okay, thanks. And leave. So we got really, really limited exposure, you know, when we probably should have had a little more top billing, you know, especially since we've supported a lot of their events and that kind of stuff. So it's a question mark on whether or not we'll be attending there again. Um, we love the guys, but we'll see. You know, there's so many conventions going on now. and we're You guys getting, have to do what's right for your well, business. Yeah, we're getting invited to so much stuff now. It's ridiculous. Like, everyone wants us to come to their out of, you know, like we got invited to the Cheyenne Comic Con in Wyoming, Salt Lake City. I've got invites to san diego comic-con but just the sole cost of like a truck and a hotel and driving you know it's bananas so you know it's definitely got to be a three times profitable lucrative event so we're sticking to colorado for now but never say never you know and you guys will be at denver comic-con oh, yeah. correct we've got a massive booth we're doing a 10 by 20 this time we're, we're getting to the point where we just need more and more and more and more rooms. So, which is fantastic. It just gets costlier the more you the more you open up. And standard, you know, with most conventions now, it seems you know they tell you we're selling you a ten by ten, and you get there and you got a six by eight or a six by six or you know. So like it's to the point now where I want to bring a measuring tape and be like okay, and just tape that sucker off. And if they don't, you know, they can refund me some money if they want to give me a smaller place. But you know, everyone's trying to smoosh in and get as much real estate as possible, which I understand. And, you know, the greatest thing is the majority of vendors, I'd say 90% of the people I run into are fantastic. You know, I've made a ton of friends at Starfest and Galaxy Fest and, you know, it's just, it's all that business networking kind of thing. But it's also, you know, I'm giving them free stuff. They're giving me free stuff. You know, my daughter's loaded down with crap and, uh, you know, becoming more spoiled as we speak. So, How old is your daughter? She's 10. Oh, this is a, what a great time to go to, to cons. Yeah. No, I I love it. I mean, I, she's my stepdaughter, but I just call her my daughter. She's Lauren's from a, a previous a-hole. But, uh, you know, it's uh, she's she's adorable. Don't worry. We, we do a lot of X-bashing here in the BitCave, so it'll no, be fine. No, I've listened. I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> no. Let's, I, won't, I won't even get into mine. So, uh, but no. Um, we have never gotten into mine. No, it, yeah. Yeah, it's just mostly like, Tyler, fuck your ex. Yeah, <laughs> you do I, listen to. I us. do listen to you. No, yeah, I mean, after I listened to our podcast about twenty times, like oh, let's listen to what these, you know, the normal ones are like, and how bad did we ruin their flow? And you know, it 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 was good. It was fun. You know, those are our favorite episodes, though. The year before, uh, the 
now Nerd Cube, but the Northern Colorado Ghostbusters and you guys and Strip Club Massacre this year, when we get to meet with other people that are passionate, and it what we've learned too is it doesn't have to be about video games. It doesn't matter what it is. When we get some other geeks around us, those are our favorite episodes. We like doing the hostfuls. We like having some of our good friends on here. But yeah, we also like making new friends. Tyler and I were talking that we're really excited about Con this year, not only because we're stoked about Con, but you guys are going to be there and Nerd Cubed is going to be there. So we have people that we can hang out with and go get a beer oh, halfway through the con. And we're just excited. We feel like we're more of a part of the community now. Did you get your tickets, by the way? I have not. Is it sold out? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check in. Unfortunately, they give us four tickets per booth. We got two booths. So we get eight tickets. And there's only four of us. So... I am accepting sexual favors for those tickets. <laughs> well, I might have to be at the top of that list because I'm spoiled. We won, or I should say Tyler won, free VIP passes last year. So we didn't pay a fucking penny. Nice. So we spent all of that money on beer and shit. Yeah. Autographs, gear. I mean, I bought shirts there. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, this year with the ticket, I'm like, well, crap, that kind of cuts into my, my budget. but A little bit, yeah, especially if you're staying more than one day in a hotel room or begging floor space. Uh, I'm going to stay at, uh, actually, last week's guest. Uh, I'm going to probably stay Doug. at Doug's house. I'd like to get a hotel room one night just to see the late night. I got to see a little bit of it last year. I really want to see. I know that there's got to be some crazy parties. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's something I'd like to get a little more into. I mean, because after a convention, I'm so wired. I, I sleep maybe about two hours a night during convention week kind of thing, and it's... Everyone's tired and wants to go to bed, and we normally have the munchkins kind of thing. Like Starfest, there was actually a, a full-on like geek dance with the celebrities there and whatnot. It was all Star Trek themed to celebrate the 50th anniversary, and like no one wanted to go. It was just me. I'm like, well, fuck, you know. I'm like, I, I'm not gonna go stag to a dance just to stand there and you know try and plug the business or just have fun. But I would have gone with you had yeah. I known. Done Starfest was the weekend after Strip Club Massacre, yeah. and we were we were spent. No, yeah. I hear it. Yeah, usually after a convention week, I'm just I'm so drained because, like I said, I, I barely sleep. So I'll coma for a day or two and then get right back to work because we get cons. We get so many commissions. We're backed up for about a week or two or three. It's getting kind of crazy now. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely worth combing after the fact. So, And you, uh, you guys are doing something, and I don't. If you don't want me to mention this, we can cut this out, but you're doing some shoes for the Suicide Girls? We are. Uh, it's a specific one. Her name's Sid. Um, she's getting ready to go to WonderCon and uh, San Diego Comic-Con and all that fun stuff. She's fantastic. Um, I met her, uh, I want to say last year, Escape Velocity was doing an art festival, and she had her own little booth, and I just started bullshitting with her, which was fantastic, because when I was in college, like I was obsessed with the Suicide Girls. Like, um, you know, I mean, granted, nudity. I've always been a big fan of gothic girls, like, you know, as you've seen with Lauren, you know. But um, it's, uh, it's another community that was really cool to me, you know, where it's like, it's geeky girls talking about stuff. And back, you know, when I was in college, you know, early 2000s, it wasn't quite as popular to be like, you know, a gamer girl kind of thing now, you know, and it's getting more and more popular, a little more prevalent, you know, but it's also a double-edged sword, but um, she's awesome. I mean, like, her and her husband, has have we've hung out with me and Lauren, you know, we we meet for coffee and goof around and just bullshit, etc. You know, we've she owes me a, a date for uh, Cards Against Humanity and Exploding Kittens, like... We definitely got to pen that in, but we're we're both always so busy. But she's uh, she's doing these events, and she you know loves our product and whatnot. And she's you know, hey, I'll show off you know your goodies at uh, at these events if you want to make me a pair of shoes. And 
done and done. She it was one of the crazier commissions I've had in a while actually because she wanted five different superheroes on it, all the characters she cosplays as, and uh, it was like Storm, Pixie, uh, Captain Marvel, Kamala, which is the Miss Marvel, and then um, I'm forgetting one, Gwenpool. Very different color schemes, very different characters, kind of thing. So that was interesting to do, but I pulled it off, and I'll have pics on the Facebook in the next week or so because I'm giving her the shoes tomorrow. But uh, let us know; we'll post them up. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But yeah, she's yeah she's an awesome person. You know, it's it's cool because that's the neat thing about this you know whole Geeks Gone Rogue thing is that like I didn't I wasn't aware of any of the conventions around town. Like I've lived here for freaking ever. I grew up in Woodland Park. I've been all over Colorado Springs. Wasn't aware of any of this shit going on, you know, and, like, I've fallen down this rabbit hole where, like, you know, every day I'm talking to someone who's geeky and, you know, setting something up, et cetera. I mean, like, movie camp, we're doing two events this week. You know, we mentioned last time we talked with Elijah. You know, he's uh, going bananas. They they were doing big events in the 400-person uh, theaters, and, you know, they were selling them out, but it was kind of hard to have that intimate reaction where, because they do a show before the movie. It's an hour-long show where they bullshit and... They give away prizes and trivia and costume contests, and we've been giving away um, prizes for a while now for them since Hunger Games last year. And uh, they're they're breaking it down now, so instead of a 400-person theater, it's going to be a smaller 200-person theater, but multiple evenings. So Wednesday night, they're doing a super freaking early um, Batman versus Superman premiere. When we, when we'll be there, same thing with Friday night, but, uh, you know, it's... It's kind of crazy. Like, I'm seeing all this shit and doing all this fun stuff and meeting celebrities and spoiling the hell out of an already spoiled daughter. And, yeah, it's it's a different, interesting life change, you know, I, you know, from the being a manager at GameStop. So so is that is that something that all three of us have in common, I assume? Being managers at GameStop? Absolutely. Now, were you uh, you guys both GMs? No, I was an ASM. Okay. As high as I So is I, is I, am I the only one that actually ran the damn store? Yep. <laughs> Got well, it. it sucked, guys. <laughs> I, I ran the damn store without the say, title kind of thing. You d- know? Don't you know how most GameStops worked? Maybe not the one you ran, but all the rest of them, the managers just fuck off, and the ASM and third keys get shafted with all exactly. the work. Exactly. Well, yeah, and you can't go over on overtime, otherwise they're in your ass. You know what I mean? GameStop, I love the idea behind, you know, I've got locations that I've had, like, friends with. Like, you know, I've got, like, my buddy Andy, who's with Movie Camp, runs uh, the one off Palmer Park down here in town with Justin LaFleur and uh, a bunch of other people. And they're great. It's a great place to go into. GameStop, you know, say what you will, you know, it sucks with the whole trade values. Like, get that out of the way right off the bat. Like, everyone hates the fucking trade values at GameStop. But oddly enough, we keep doing it. It's like it's the like your trade drug values dealer. aren't the bad thing. It's the fact that you're gonna turn around and sell me that fucking game for fifty five dollars yeah. or fifty with your power up card. Yeah. That is the worst. No, that's that's the pain in the ass kind of thing. The one I'm running into right now is the the GameStop I'm right that's right next to my house that I I, I love. I was actually working there for a while. All the people there were cool, they've all gone. And then the thing I'm noticing with GameStop's trend on hiring is they're hiring females, which is fantastic. More, more I've power noticed to do. the same thing. The problem is the girls don't know shit about video games. They're sales trained and they're kind of bitches. I mean, I, I don't want to be you know that guy who calls a woman a bitch, but like it, they just have such a shit attitude and personality towards you. I went in and talked to the store manager asking about this game, uh, Fire Emblem, the brand new one for uh, 3DS. Super excited about it. No clue what the fuck it was about. You know, there's like three different versions of the game, etc. Looking for a little clarity. Didn't even get half the sentence out of my mouth before she's like, oh, we're sold out. They didn't send us enough, and you're never going to get it. 
I'm like, okay, well, you know, just basically that attitude where, like, I should have pre-ordered and I'm a fucktard because I didn't, you know, do their dog and pony show. And I, I, I pull up on my phone and it's like, I can download this through the Nintendo eShop for the same exact price that you're telling me that I'll never get it at. And it's just, it's, it's a sick glee that I'm seeing in these people who know zero about video games other than maybe, like, Harvest Moon. You know, or or one particular game they've got a boner for that they love, but I ask them a question, very simple, just, you know, what's what's this about? And I don't even get it out of my mouth before I'm told, you know, TS, you're never going to get this game, you should have pre-ordered it, would you like to spend $3 on a Blu-ray disc cover? What what uh what do you have against growing crops there, Nick? I don't have anything against growing <laughs> crops. I love me growing some crops. I'm with Nick, though. I think that the the myth... That a pre-order is necessary nowadays is so dumb. We live in a digital age, and GameStop isn't even fucking necessary. And that's you should have just been like, I don't fucking Here's need the thing. you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say GameStop only gets eighty copies of Grand Theft Auto Five that are all pre-ordered. You can go right next door to Best Buy, and they have four hundred and fifty copies. Oh, yeah. Maybe 200 of them are pre-ordered. They would be more than happy to sell you a game no. on launch Best day. Best Buy, Walmart, oh, yeah. Amazon. I mean, you know, it's... Shit, I buy everything digital. Now. I don't even buy physical discs I anymore. I still buy physical discs just because I, I get a nerd boner from seeing the, the collection on the wall kind of thing. Like, I've got over 300, 360 games just, you know, like, that's just 360, not counting any Wow, you're consoles. beating me, man. I think I'm only at, like, 240. Yeah, it's... I mean, like, half of them I'll never play, you know, I'm... Especially with the backwards compatibility now for Xbox, it's uh, it's fantastic. When are you really going to bust out Battlefield Bad Company again? Yeah, exactly. Edition. You know, but it's it's that collector in me. That's why Pokemon's such a deadly, deadly drug. Is that uh, you know that collector in me's got to catch them all. So, are you getting Moon or Sun? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to need some more information on those before I commit to a Moon or Sun. So I think so too. But just based off, I don't know color schemes. I'm gonna go with Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I've tried to break, you know, because I always like, ooh, I like this one because that guy looks like a badass kind of thing. And, you know, yeah. then after buying it, you realize that it's in the other game. So, you know, it's they're virtually the same now. And, you know, Pokemon's Pokemon. It hasn't changed in the last, what, how long has it been? 20 years? It's got to be longer than that. Uh, well, no, they're, just, they're celebrating their 20th their anniversary. 20th anniversary, yeah. yeah. Wow. Which means I was like 12, 13 when it came out. I was not. I know you've got some years on me there, so it's it's a little less awkward that I played it at a preteen than, you know. Oh, well, no, was... that's one of the reasons I was not into Pokemon, is I actually knew what Pokemon was, but the South Park episode, Chinpokemon, oh. came out, and, you know, South Park, they're good at not ruining everything for you, but Pokemon will be never something. I understand why y'all like it. Mm -hmm. I get it. It's just, it's way too kiddish for me. Oh, yeah. No, it's I, I understand completely. Like I was saying about the other day, it's like this story is the stupidest fucking thing, and I've played it seven times. It's the story doesn't change. Like my my negligent parents let me out into the wild. That an old man told me it was okay to. I went over to his house. He gave me a special Pokeball full of uh, wonder and dreams. And my parents were like get the fuck out of here, you know. And then I wander around and almost die from criminal organizations multiple times. And uh, yeah, you know, it's now is it, that the first Pokemon? I'm I'm a Pokey noob. Is that the no, first? Pokemon? That's, that's all of them. That's all of them. I basically just described the storyline to all of them. It's basically the same thing. They they changed the name of mm -hmm. like the criminal organization. I thought it was Team Rocket. It was for the first like two or three games, yep. but then now it's Team Aqua and Team 
dildo. I don't know. It's yeah, yeah it's all like the same. Three or thing. four different like criminal teams now. Yeah, it's all virtually the same. They add new players, and you know they're like, hey, you've got four friends who are going to be joining you in your journey, and one's a big fat ass who constantly, you know, it's just. It's different each time, but it's basically the same exact game. You it know? sounds like a bad version of Final Fantasy. Yes, and no. And Final Fantasy is bad to begin with. What's interesting about it is having a lot of customization in what you can use for a party. So it's got all those turn-based, you know, um, like strategy features yeah. just with a lot of customization. And I think that's that's why a lot of people like it. Imagine, like... Oh gosh, what was it? Seek it in two. How many characters, like playable characters, did they have? Like sixty something. Right? Yeah, I was going to say maybe more. I thought it was, was, so, yeah, was like a hundred and something. So, and that's that's kind of where Pokemon gets its glamour and it's kind of it's well, yeah, fun. From aside from it's like little kid like allure to it, like it's got things like a little kid will never figure out. Like there's a whole breeding system to it where you can breed Pokemon to get certain stats and like. It's a lot of MMO feel where there's a lot of min and maxing and like, do I use this? Do I teach it this move? And it just, it's such a rabbit hole now, especially now there's 720 some odd of those goddamn little bastards, you know, and there's, and then there's shiny versions of all of them, you know? So like there's a standard color scheme of one and then like there's a different color for it. And like for a collector like me, that's just like ringing the dinner bell, especially now that they're doing the Pokemon Go thing. Have you guys seen this shit? Oh yeah. With your phone, you know, like they're still teasing us with it and... I'm freaking out for it. Like, if it's even half of what they display it as, like, bye-bye social life, you know? Like, business will suffer because of Pokemon. <laughs> they want to make it so you have more of a social life. Because, did you ever play, like, um, Ingress, the mm-hmm. other game? It's super similar. You're going to be out having to walk around to find the Pokemon that you want. Yeah. I just see hitting, like, some seven-year-old kid in the head to get the Charmander that he was going after, you know? <laughs> it's like, there's going to be a lot of Pokemuggings at this point. Pokemuggings? <laughs> get out of the way! I want the fucking Bulbasaur! <laughs> That's fair. I mean, they they can't do it too... It can't just be, like, one person out of every... If you're in New York, you're going to get fucked because yeah. there's gonna be well what i was reading today was that they're gonna have like you have to go worldwide to catch them all yeah like so i'm you know like there's no way like short of them adding like a trading system there's absolutely no way to get them all you know and then like that whole raid battle thing they were doing against like mewtwo i'm sitting there with my mouth open drooling but it's like there's no way like you know it's uh, Times square is gonna shut down and we're gonna have a slap fight with cab drivers because we're trying to catch mewtwo you know Everyone's got their phone up, and like everyone, all the normals are like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" That'll be me. Yeah, it's like, what are these assholes doing? I'm gonna rob these guys. I never understood the whole um, street pass, but when I would go to GameStop convention, I mean, everyone there except me, I felt was obsessed with that. Yeah, no, well, I I do it too. I always have my 3ds on me at uh, at cons. Oh yeah, you yeah. get. I got hundreds of street passes. At, yeah, at cons. Uh, yeah, I've got the damn thing on me now. The, Dang it, I didn't bring mine. I no, needed so you, street passes. We should have street passed. So what's the appeal of the street pass? Do you just get like, is it like a friend request? No, it's no. basically like, you know, we, we message one another kind of thing. We pass, we recognize each other. You can have access to like my shit. I have access to your shit. We trade stuff. Yeah. And that's about it. I mean, it, there's no real gain for it. There's no game to win. It's just... I, I mean, that's not necessarily true. There's actually tons of little mini games oh, with it. I haven't busted out and bought any of them, so. Oh yeah, I was gonna I, say I can't do it. <laughs> some of them you like. Uh, you try to fill in your map of where you've met people from. Oh yeah, that's yeah. And then like um, 
Monster Hunter, which you I said you uh yeah you said earlier that you were gonna go home and play. Um, I have it too, so we would street pass, and then you would be able to use my character. Oh for yeah, missions, yeah. No, the actual like uh, the the ins in the games or whatnot are fantastic. Like Pokemon, you know, and Monster yeah. Hunter and whatnot. That's great. I meant more like the just the standard uh, Meverse games that they offer in there, where it's like we can trade pictures or we can like yeah. you know that kind of stuff. But no, like the the interaction between games is actually really cool because you can get a lot of neat, interesting shit as long as other people have played the same game that you have. So for sure. So kind of going away from, from Pokemon, you mentioned you had 300, 360 games. I don't know how long you've been gaming. We'll get to that in a second. But tell <laughs> me, past 10, 15 years, what have been some of your favorite titles? Uh, the ones that are, like, my top five right now that have kept me, like, just as soon as I hear anything about them. You know, instant pre-order collector's edition. Like, here's my, you know, social kind of thing. Uh, Monster Hunter, for sure. Like, I... I fell deep for that on ps2 and i was a little bit younger and i didn't understand half of what the fuck i was supposed to do but it's gotten to the point now where like i've I've revisited some of the older ones and the newer ones and i'm just i'm hooked like if they brought the mmo that they have in japan over here like that'd be it like lauren i love you but bye kind of thing like she (laughs) she'd she'd come and see me like cheeto encrusted you know hovering around my computer crying that i didn't get my uh nargakuga down in time so but uh, Monster Hunter is probably one of my favorites. Um, Mass Effect, definitely, definitely boner fight for Mass Effect. Gears of War, um, I, I love that game for some reason. You know, like, it, it still hits my soul. I see you guys have the controller, the the gears for 360 on the table over there. I did, too. You know, I, I bought it from GameStop when I was a manager there. And, uh, yeah, that's been my go-to for a while. And then um, I'm a huge, huge Gears of War fan. Fantastic, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the new one this Gears year. 4. Yep, Gears Four. Marcus Phoenix son. Done is it, and done. It's not Adam Phoenix, is it? It's no, something like it's. it's um, I forget the guy's name, but yeah, I, I should know this. I read an article about it, and it looks pretty promising. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked for it. Um, God, I usually have my list right off the bat. Monster Hunter, Gears, Hitman, Hitman. I love with a passion. The newest one. I hate let's, to say it. I let's talk about it. I haven't yet to do a single goddamn thing with it because, like, they gave preferential treatment to Sony. And I used to be a Sony fanboy. You know, like, I didn't touch the original Xbox. I was all PS2. PS3 and Xbox 360 came out, and, like, I fell in love with Gears and went heavy on Xbox 360. I got a PS3. I don't have a PS4 yet. I've got my Xbox One, and that's kind of tiding me over. But, like, just... There's certain things, like, you can't do to me, and that was one of them where, uh, you know, Hitman isn't even getting a physical release for another year, so, like, I'm pretending it doesn't exist right now until I get a full version of the game, because that episodic shit drives me bananas. Here's, Here's my thing. Number one, as soon as I bought it on the one, for some reason I powered up my PS4, and I was like, motherfucker. So I could have spent the same amount of money and got exclusive crap, and it's not multiplayer. And my rule is, I will play all the exclusives on PS4, multiplayer games, I'm going with my one, that's where my social network is. Yep. Now I have played the game, and let me tell you, it is wonderful. Is it? As a fan of Hitman, in fact, if you want to try one of the levels out tonight before you leave the Bit Cave, I'd more than welcome you too. Now I did not spend the $60. All right. I spent 15 bucks. You get two tutorial levels and one full Hitman experience. I'm not happy either yeah. with the, you know what? 
wait until December when the damn game is done yeah. and sell me the whole thing for 60 I do like, though, that I got a little taste, and then next month I'll get a little more taste if I want to spend 10 more dollars. Yeah. It's I, like a drug dealer. It's like, come on, baby, sign the treaty. <laughs> that's kind of what they're doing with it, and their their big claim is no microtransactions. Well, isn't the whole fucking game a microtransaction? Well, yeah. Yeah, if I'm having to pay, you know, this much this month. You know, I understand the episodic content as far as it goes with, um, oh, you know, like the, the Telltale games. You oh, know, yeah. like that that I can see. Like, you know, they're, they're not a huge company. They're putting stuff out here and there. And then, um, you know, it's kind of hit or miss on a lot of it. But uh, with big name games, like Season Pass, like we all know that pain in our asshole. With, uh, you know, like, you just bought the $60 game, like Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, you know, perfect instance. It's EA, like, I should have known, like, you know. Did you buy the season uh, pass? Oh, yeah, I, I did. did. too. Because Lauren's a huge fan of it. She played the PS2 version of it and absolutely loved the single-player campaign, etc. I bought it for, you know, for Christmas. You know, here's the here's everything, here's the season pass, etc. They haven't even released the season pass stuff yet, you know. Like, they've said what it's going to be, but they haven't released it. I think it's this week. It's, yeah, next it's week. this week or next week. But yeah, it's, you know, and I mean, it's it's entertaining. But did you see the first pack that we're getting? Mm-hmm. They, EA, of course, completely limp-dicked it across the counter. They yep. gave us two skins of characters we arguably already have. Yeah. You can and play as, like, what, Greedo and then... Uh, Nyan Yeah, and then... Uh, Which most people I talk to that aren't Star Wars fans are who? Oh, the guy that shoots Han and then who? Oh, the guy that pilots uh, the not pilots co-pilots the Falcon and Jedi. Yeah, with That's Lando, who, and and you're not going to give us Lando or Chewie. They're giving us Lando um, with Cloud City. With Cloud City, but this one, you know, I mean, like I like the job of the Hut palace. Uh, palace level. That sounds promising because in in PS2 that was fantastic, but. You know, it's EA, you know, like it's, and that's the thing that kills me about Mass Effect is that it's EA as well, and it's just, I'll hemorrhage money for Mass Effect. I will, because I bought all the stupid bullshit. I got into the multiplayer for Mass Effect 3, which... Which I thought was amazing. It was. I wasn't expecting it. Like, the majority of, you know, EA games online, multiplayer, they're down fucking constantly, and then, you know, usually you're getting butt-raped by a five-year-old. But, uh, no, the Mass Effect 3 was actually really fun multiplayer-wise. You know, it's still fun to do. And it's required to actually beat the game at 100% is you've got to do that shit. Which now, now that the servers are kind of hit or miss and no one's really ever on, like, good luck finishing. But, you know. Yeah, I don't imagine a lot of people still play Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. No, I've hopped on a couple times just because, like, I, I hate to say it and you'll cringe. I haven't beat Mass Effect 3. I beat Mass Effect 1 and 2. I threaten everyone with death about ruining Mass Effect 3 for me. Um, I've started it about 20 times, and something always comes up where I get in about it. Now, I'm sure you're a a geek worth his salt. You've heard the backlash. I've heard a lot of stuff about it, and... and I I was working at GameStop at the time, too, and, like, people would come in and want to talk about it, and, like, it it hurts your soul for the spoilers on that kind of stuff, you know? It's like, no, shut the fuck up. No. (laughs) You know, I don't want to hear that shit. Spoilers are, yeah... The, I would tell you to finish it only because I think you need to finish it. No, I need to completely. No, I want to. I want to start over. Actually, I want. I've imported my guy. I'll beat it, and I want to start over again because I played mostly as a paragon. I'd like to go back and do it as a rebel. You know, that's how much I love that series. But yeah. I've just I haven't finished it. You know, but then again, I haven't really ever finished Monster Hunter because you can't. There's no way to finish Monster Hunter. You know, no, you can't. That's a, you're always just hunting for more and more gear. Exactly, so. and then right as soon as I feel like I've got a like a handle on stuff, they announce a new one. So yeah, 
I have not beaten either the second or the third Mass Effect. Oh, damn. Yeah, you need to do that. (laughs) And I think we were sitting over here watching top ten lists, and I think they've ruined the ending of Mass Effect 3 to me. So now I know how everything ends, and it kind of bums me out. It just completely takes all the wind out of your sails at that point. Yeah. I think I'll still have to play it, but like, it's one of those, like, I don't know, third grade narrative endings. Yeah, that sucks. It was very choose your own adventure. Yeah, I'm concerned about the new one because they're hemorrhaging people and their Bioware is just not doing well. It got well. pushed to next year, didn't it? It got pushed to next year. They've lost like a lead story designer and a lead graphic designer. They've lost about three or four people for their team for it, and that's you know always a great sign. Bioware's always done really well, though. I mean, you know, I've always jumped on their stuff, even Jade Empire, which never really took off. Was fantastic, you know. So that's actually an IP that I figured that they would revisit at one point, and you never hear anything about yeah. Jade Empire. It was free on Origin, like a week, you know, like a month or two ago, and I was like, "Deal, you know, I'll put it on my computer just because, you know, nostalgia." I've still got my Xbox copy, but I downloaded the shit out of that. Yeah, and I'm playing it again. It's awesome. Instant, nice. When did you? Uh, what was your first Hitman game? You're the first person I've had 46, 47 episodes on the show. That has mentioned Hitman, and it's one of my favorite series yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. I love Hitman to death. Um, God, it was before Blood Money. It was the one, I want to say two, where he had the huge shed that was covered in weapons and whatnot, where he was visiting like the Italian priest, and he was on that one. That's two. Yeah. That, that was, was the first one on, the, on consoles. That was the first one I did. And I've had a raging boner for having an actual room like that in my home ever since. You know, so it's it's... Kind of put your fiber wire up on the wall. Yeah. Oh, I just for some reason, like, I love Hitman, especially with, like, all the, the newer ones with all the options on how to kill somebody and all that good stuff. And, you know, the, the like, the last one, it's like, I can poison the guy, I can snipe him, I can bomb him, you know, there's, and you can be shooting everyone or you can, you know, be stealthy, which I usually go for, and then I give up halfway because I'm caught. But, yeah, two was my. my this one first is one. interesting, and let me tell you why. Now, you can turn all of this off, but. You can overhear conversations, and you can call back to base, and she will kind of lead you on a direction of, if you do this, 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 and this, you can kill her this way. Or if you do this and this, you can kill her this way. And every level has, you level up in the level. And at least the first level they gave us, the Paris level, which takes place at a fashion show, there's got to be seven ways, different ways I've found already to kill each target. That's cool. Minus just getting them alone and capping them yeah. or strangling them. So I like that they kind of they lead you a little bit, but you can turn all of that off if you want That's, to. Too. Yeah, and say so it's good you can turn it off because I mean it's you know it's done by um, Square Enix now. Square, you yeah. know, so which uh, you know it's got that Final Fantasy hand holding in it. You know where it's got to lead you by the nose for the majority of it, which. You know, it's, it's necessary sometimes, but other times I just, bleh. like, I've I've given up on Final Fantasy. Unless I hear really good things about it, like, I, I it's not a title I immediately buy, like, you know, like most of them out there now, so. I gave up uh, after 10. Yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like 10 a lot, and... You liked it so much, you named your kid Titus. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I can't say anything more yeah. than that. Blitzball for the win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Now, you have to play mainly on PC, Nick, only because I don't see you on the Xbox a lot. I'm on the Xbox a lot. Are um, you really? Maybe we were at different hours of the day. Yeah, no, I mean, like, normally, like, throughout the day, I'm, I'm you know, working on Geeks Gone Rogue stuff, and then, uh, you know, picking up the munchkin, homework, and then just family time, and then I usually play, like, nighttime when everyone's gone to bed, because I, I, I don't sleep very often. Uh, so Eric like, has also gone to bed. So that's probably why. That's probably why. I usually play at night. Um, the Division has been something that's really holding my interest right now because it's got that Gears feel to it. I I have been playing The Division. I have a lot of issues with it, though. Yeah. Um, number one, by yourself, so fucking boring. Well, yeah. I mean, it gets it, there's tedium you know, to it, definitely. Because with friends, though, and even when I was playing with some randos yesterday, way more fun. Yeah. The thing that, like... I hate it and I love it is the dark zone. Like tell it, me about the dark zone. I have not been yet. It's worth going. Um I think I'm like level 13 14 now, give or take, maybe. No, I don't think I'm a little higher. I'm 13 with dark zone affiliation, about 18 or 19 on my rich regular. So we're the same level. We should team up. Yeah, I, definitely. I think I'm 17. Okay, yeah, then yeah, definitely. But um no, you go in the dark zone and anyone could kill you. I can shoot you in the head, someone else can, etc. So it's a lot of fun in the sense that you were constantly on the edge of your seat. You're killing guys just kind of like in the normal, you know, and there's no real story mode, et cetera. But when you get gear, you've got to extract it. So you've got to go to a landing zone. You shoot a flare up and a minute and a half comes. You kind of get some waves coming at you. But it also sends out a general dinner bell for everyone in the zone. So you can team up with people, but people can also turn on you halfway through. And when you die, they can loot your shit that you've looted in the dark zone. So there's a very, very on the edge of your seat feel to it, which I like a lot. You know, I mean, I'm sure it'll get old after a time, but it's one of those games that, like, it's it's keeping me interested, you know, for, you know, 20, 30 minutes here or there, maybe an hour. But then, like, I'll play, like, Far Cry Primal or... Uh... How's that? That's good. If you, if you like Far Cry, it's it's basically... It's the first Far Cry game I haven't picked up since Part 2. It's, it's including good. Blood Dragon. Blood oh, Dragon, of That course. was fantastic. Blood Dragon That's my makes my 80s boner go, so... Ah, uh, you get Michael Bean to do the voice. I was sold as soon as I as soon as I heard that and saw the trailer. I was done. That's yeah. right up my alley. No, that was fantastic. Yeah, but um, it's good. I mean, it's basically it's very similar to Far Cry Four. You know, it's it's got a little bit of a reskin to it. There's a lot of pre-used areas, and their justification for it is basically, well, you're playing, you know, what it was like back then, and then you're playing what it was like, and you know, so like they use some stuff, but that it's sounds all, like a cop out. It is, but you know, it's it's still fun. Like, I mean, you get to tame animals, you can ride a fucking saber toothed tiger while holding a spear. You know, it's all it's all caveman shit. You know, and I'm sure it's incredibly historically inaccurate, but what isn't? And uh, it's a lot of fun, you know. I mean, I uh, video games like I very rarely beat stuff. You know, I I hate to say it, but like, I'll, especially when I was working as manager at GameStop, and then you know, just I worked at Best Buy prior, you know, and it's just you get so many games, you know, it just kind of snowballs to a point where like my 300 collection of 360 games, my my Xbox One collection is probably in the 30 to 40 range right now. It just that's it probably snowballs. about. See, I can't tell anymore because they're all digital. Yeah, no, I got you. No, yeah, I've been... Uh, I probably have 10 discs on Yeah, the physical one. copies, I probably have about 30 or so, and then digital stuff. You know, especially when they do the sweet sales, you know. Sales are my downfall. Steam and Xbox sales are just absolute hemorrhaging on the wallet, but... Uh, yeah. we, we've talked about this, too. Like, the Xbox sales compared to Sony are terrible. 
Are they? If you logged on the PS4 right now, you would have a holy shit. I can yeah. spend 50 bucks and get 17 games tonight? Oh, wow. Moment. <clears throat> yeah, that sucks. Speaking of which, Eric, uh, on the PlayStation 4, we got to watch a video of this game. I saw someone playing it. It's called Salt and Sanctuary. And it kind of... It's really, it's really weird. It's like a third person, almost like Castlevania style. And it looks like it's got that dark like dark souls art style and it just looks hard as hell Hmm. so it's kind of like a dark souls castlevania mix from what i saw wow that sounds right up my alley yeah yeah so we'll have to check that out no it's it's i'm always intrigued by what sony's doing as far as that goes i just haven't broken down and gotten a uh a PS4 yet, you know, which I probably will. Um, Starfest, I actually got uh, hit by another vendor with uh, his car, and uh, I'm getting some nice cash from it. So <laughs> it might be time to upgrade the computer and get a PS4. So. I hope uh car's okay. Oh, right? yeah, car's fine. Now, like... Did you podge over the damage? I did not podge over the damage. You know, I did not. It's, it's a solid go-to. I've actually seen cars that are completely podged, but, like, yeah, that's... I don't think I could pull that off. I think but, it would be pretty sweet. No, I agree. I just, I, I don't know. It's uh, a little too garish for me, you know, so. What the hell was that? I have no idea. <laughs> Is that something that we only heard, I, I assume? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're going to be talking about this, and everyone's going to be like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, yeah. for those listening at home, it sounds like a Pikmin just popped up and uh, offered me an orange, so. Yeah, that's fair. So. Real quick, because I know we're kind of getting towards the time. Are we? Alrighty. We've talked. It. it goes by so fast. It does. it does. Yeah. I always worry that, oh, you know, we need to have something written down. Like, now, if you bring yeah. over somebody cool, you just talk. It's just yeah. a conversation. Pretty much. Awkward eye contact. Sausage yeah. eye contact. There's the name of the episode. Sausage hey. eye contact. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I will consider that because I kind of like that as an episode title. And we haven't had a uh, we haven't had a goofy title in a couple uh, a couple apps. So. No, you know, yeah. I mean, if I've got one skill, it's uh, giving you guys names for your podcast. I'm still waiting for the Awkward Cosplay Boners podcast. Oh, yeah. We got a name well, on that. Well, we can... Go into your point next, but I want to talk to you about. Um, I'm actually going to cosplay, and only because of you, sir. So I, I appreciate it. Let, yeah, Tyler, run off before we run off here. So okay, yes. First Please off, do, Tyler. Before what I was going to go into, I'm going to make this comment that no one will know except for us. Eric is actually wearing a sausage T-shirt right now. So if you're talking about awkward sausage eye contact, you can make it. It it sounds good. He's wearing his Abe Froman. Yep. Sausage King of Chicago. And hey. if uh, I actually, this this shirt works wonders in the strip clubs in Las Vegas because my rule was if a girl would come up and want to sit down and chat me up, obviously, to take my money, if she didn't get the reference, if she couldn't tell me what movie this was from, carry on. And so I ended up getting good lap dances that night, not only from a lap dance perspective, but from a geek perspective because at least they knew half of what I was talking about. And anyway, that brings me to a whole other point about how I really look for, I mean, beautiful women are important, but intelligent women are so much more attractive to me, but I'm with you. My most recent kind of obsession. I really want a goth girl. I've never hooked up with been on a date with, and I don't know what it is. I, I kind of want to fuck a vampire. (laughs) Y'all heard it here. Let's hook sleazy old man E up. <laughs> yep, we'll uh, we'll start trolling the underground. We just got to make sure we don't go on uh, gay night because uh, 
that then you'll be the, you will truly be the sausage king <laughs> of, 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 of Chicago, Chicago or Colorado Springs. Either or, yeah. No, I used to troll a lot of that stuff. Um, I used to be heavy into gothic girls, obviously suicide girls, etc. I was a I did some photography for them when I was in college. That kind of fun stuff. You know, it's uh, I've been slutty throughout my my career. I'll, I'll freely admit it. And then, uh, you know, suicide girls—they're usually pretty cool. They're gamer girls. They're uh, they've got some edge to them, and they actually know who they are for the most part. You know, and that's kind of the thing. Like the tattooed girls, girls with dreadlocks, you know, pierced girls, etc. You know, some have issues. You know, we all do. But uh, they're the people who are the coolest because they don't give a fuck. You know, they're not out to impress anybody. They're just themselves. So. Yeah, that's been my that's been my my kind of obsession, and I'll admit it here on, on Bitface. I really, I I really kind of want to hang out with a goth girl. No, they're they're fun. Everyone right. should have one. We'll all dress up like the <laughs> cast of Blade, and we'll uh, we'll go down to some. You've got your cosplays for Con figured out, right? Or at least one of the days. Do you? Yeah, at least one of the days. What Me. are you breaking down on? Uh, well, my son Titus and I, because he's three. Well, yeah, he'll be three and a half by the time we're gonna do Wreck It Ralph. Nice, yeah, you were telling us about that and last fix time. And Fix-It Felix Jr. Fantastic. Yeah. So, and I think it works out, because he's tiny, and it'll be fun. No, it'll be adorable. Yeah, you yeah. guys will get a ton of attention. Yeah, that's kind of the, that's the fun thing about cosplay. I know we'd mentioned it last time, you know, it's like, I was thinking about it throughout Starfest, because it was really the first time I had gone bananas with cosplay. And it was, you know, like you'd mentioned before, is it just about attention? And I was thinking, it's like, you know, like I'm wearing a Punisher Noir outfit, no one really knows who the fuck I am, and it's... It wasn't so much about attention for me. It's just I loved the character. Like it was fantastic. You know, Punisher Noir is only they did four issues of a, a one-off kind of thing, and that was it. And it's you know, no one knows who I was except for one. This this older couple, this older black couple, absolutely loved the P- Punisher. And like me and that guy just hit it off. Like I wound up selling him a ton of Punisher stuff, but like he just hung out and like was just bullshitting with me about you know the Punisher and it's fantastic especially with the new Netflix series gotta plug that sorry that oh, yeah. that dominated my my weekend Daredevil season 2 like you know I'm only to episode 3 oh okay but I haven't started it yet guys, the fight scene yeah. in episode 3 at the end of the episode and that's all I'll say Tyler good god no it gets it's so good it was almost the raid good I almost thought Gareth Evans might have had a hand in directing it only because of how it was shot. Wow. And it was very old boy hallway scene. Um, But I almost... I was up late last night watching it, but I almost put on episode four. So you are you done? I'm done. Uh, Lauren and I finished the last episode today. Like we... She's off for spring break from her job and we don't have the munchkin this past weekend. So yeah we spent the entire weekend making crafts and I was working on the shoes for the uh, Sid suicide and uh, we watched Daredevil that's pretty much all we did so I'd safe to say since you got through all 13 in a weekend I probably need to continue oh yeah it's fantastic I mean like you know it's a lot of people are calling it Punisher season one kind of thing because he's heavy in there but Daredevil I think was really fantastic like you know the the fight scenes are getting progressively better the I, I don't want to ruin anything for you guys, so I'll keep it at that kind of thing. But, like, the other characters they introduced, especially if you're a comic book fan and you're familiar with, like, Daredevil's crew of villains and the, the organizations he's run up against and, um, you know, uh, I can't I can't say anymore because I don't want to ruin it for you guys. No, but don't. But yeah. I promise next time you come back on, we'll talk We'll Daredevil. gush over it. For because sure. I'll I'll be done with it within knowing me two weeks. No, I hear you. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the thing right now is you know we just we just got Punisher and Daredevil and you know all that good stuff and then freaking uh, less than a month Game of Thrones, new season of that. 
which so. I do not watch. Oh, oh neither do sad I. Sad panda, fellas. I'm actually sucked back into Psych right now. I am. Yep, I'm like four seasons in, and I just started it like last weekend. So, if you've never seen Psych, give it a give it a whirl. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got the list that I've consistently told I need to watch, like all Doctor Who, but it's been pulled off Netflix. Amazon just announced that they're going to be streaming all of it from now on. And yep, they got exclusive rights starting yeah. the twenty seventh. Add another subscription to my list. <laughs> well, you don't have Prime already. No, I no. used to, but you know, it's one of those things. You know, Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, freaking uh, HBO. It adds up, you know. And Lauren and I are actually closing on a house couple days from now congrats that's awesome yeah thank you so we're we're geeking the hell out of that thing um you know she's disneying up the entire kitchen and now i'm telling her you know well disney owns star wars and marvel now so if i could get uh some type of sweet you know cookie jar or something to at least lay claim that i exist that'd be fantastic but that's awesome tyler and i are moving actually into the new bit cave so you guys are gonna have to come over and uh Definitely. i mean minimally to podcast but preferably for dinner oh so. yeah no yeah we'll we'll bring you guys some hooch and we'll have a good old time oh it'd be a blast so let's kind of end with uh my cosplay in blues yes. here's my here's my beef now you can tell me if this is legit or not. All right, shoot. Now you have hooked me up with a wonderful lady. I have not called her yet. That's going to make me a custom Brody jacket. Yes, I've got the original Brody shirt. I have it. Jeans, no problem. Here is what I'm running into that I can't get past. You can't get a pair of Airwalk ones anymore. They don't fucking mm. make them. Airwalk doesn't do anything, and people are selling them used online. Used. For 160 170 bucks. Oh, that's rough. Now, would it be acceptable for me? I have found a pair of Airwalk classics that look very similar. I know they're not the shoes, though. I've studied the frames. Yeah. Are, is that acceptable? It's completely acceptable. Yeah. Cosplay is whatever you make it. I mean, like, that's kind of the I thing. really want an authentic Brody No, I understand completely. Like, I mean, I'm going to shave and everything. And that's kind of how it goes. I mean, like, Chris and I are completely opposite on our cosplay like chris is very um he'll purchase everything you know he'll order stuff online custom etc and whatnot and i do that to a point but like for the majority of it i make my own stuff like the deadpool mask and my my dead uh, deadpool jedi i did it my own like we got warbler i bolded that sucker to my face you know so it actually like has some characteristics of my face and fits punisher noir i made the mask completely on my own i did i i sewed for the first time since i was a child you know, I, I redid all the buttons and everything. I, I tore apart a Nerf gun and painted that sucker. You know, so, like, I I more do it myself, and it's completely inaccurate. Like, the gun wasn't even remotely close, but I had a run-in at Galaxy Fest where some kid gave me a rash of shit because my incredibly obvious Ash Williams boomstick was, you know, a little too real for his liking. So I'm, I'm going incredibly obvious now. It's a Punisher, like, revolver What do you mean, too real? Like it it's, looks like it, a, it looked like a gun, and he probably yeah, got. I mean, and and if you guys have seen pictures of it, you know they're all over the Facebook. But I've it's, seen your Ash cosplay; it's, it's really good. Thank you. It's insanely, super obviously fake. Like it looks like a child's toy. It hasn't been painted or modded or anything like that. Like you know, it wasn't a big deal. But the guy made it a big deal, and it actually like ruined part of my con just because I was such a shit mood afterwards. You know, I had to go get a little zip tie around the trigger. It didn't even do anything. It just was a peace tie. And I know a lot of cons do it, but there's there's ways to approach it, especially now that I paid a, a fortune to be a vendor there. I've been there the entire weekend. You know, it just so let me get this straight. 
walking around with a gun that looks semi-realistic, not okay. Walking around with a fucking broadsword, that's okay. Like yeah. some of the swords and shit I see at those cons, those aren't props. No, those are the real, real thing. Yeah, no, it depends on con security. I mean, like I walk around in my Ash Williams, I've got a chainsaw for a hand, for God's sakes. You know, how are you going to piece tie that? But uh, you know. I think with your cosplay, you'll be fine. You know, I mean, if you can to get be close fair, I enough, picked a real easy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's uh, Lauren and I were talking about. It's like, does he even need to get a jacket custom made? Maybe he could just hit the arc and goodwill up, and hopefully, he gets lucky. Because that's what I do with my Punisher one. I found a, a brown trench that's got the the old school kind of. What do you think the custom coat's going to run me? Just be honest. She charges like twenty five an hour plus materials. That Jedi robe and tunic cost me one hundred and ten bucks. And it was custom tailored to me. And so you, you think she's got a good eye for it? I, I don't. Yeah. If I'll spend the money, it no. just has to look. I understand, perfect. and I don't want the patches on the arm, Brody. I want the Mallrats Brody jacket, jacket. not the J and Bob jacket. Uh, it's Saunders Costume Company. I'll give them a plug here because they're it's it's a husband and wife team. They they do everything at their house. They used to have a shop years and years ago. And they just they do everything at their home. They meet you meet them at their home. They measure you. You know. Um, and they, they make you whatever you want. She eyeballed a complete, like, Queen Amidala picture and made it from scratch. All she had is one picture. Uh, if you check out Galaxy Fest uh, pictures and whatnot, if you see the any of the Star Trek or Star Wars outfits that are like Queen Amidala or Jedi or whatnot, most of them are made by her. So she's got a very good eye for it. Um, like I said, she did mine in less than a week, completely custom, 110 bucks, And she gave us a rental for my daughter to play Snow White for 25 custom tailored to her too. So their prices are super, super affordable based on just everyone I've talked to. You know, you try and custom order anything. Like Chris, I think he spent around a grand on his Captain Mal outfit. You know, and my rule of thumb on a on a outfit is like usually no more than like a hundred bucks, give or take. Well, now you I know. don't feel bad about springing for the shoes. If no, Prince, if Chris spent yeah, a grand. No, Chris spent about wow. a grand. On, like on his on his, he actually had the guy who made the props from the show Firefly do his holster. So he's got the the same guy who crafted all the stuff from the TV show crafted his shit. You know, because that's the only place you can find. He's Chris. If you want to get like super analytical about it, and whatnot, like he will go down to the T to everything, every little minutia. He'll have perfect me. Like I like it that way, but I piecemeal it. Like my chainsaw is not proper color. My boomstick kind of sucks for my Ash Williams, but you know I'm doing it here and there. And you it's know, not hard to paint the chainsaw red, though. Oh no, no, it's just it's time. You know, it's it's yeah. working on cosplay as well as the business and being a dad. You know, it's it's one of those fun things where like you know, my video game time is definitely taking a, a big D in the A. So <laughs> well, we we appreciate you cutting into your video game time. No, to, I uh, appreciate to be with us it, tonight. guys. Um, yeah, no, it's absolutely wonderful. And yeah, you will see whether I have the right shoes or not. Um, I'm not going to promise Colorado. Definitely Denver. Probably Friday. Um, I'd like to get a picture of me dressed like Brody with Stanley. That would make my uh, that would fantastic. make my year. Are you guys coming to the Toy and Comic Con? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Now that one we will go to, and you know what? I have no problem dropping twenty bucks on some toys, and and because yeah. it it's just a lot better than telling me, hey, it's forty bucks to go in and see your friends today. No, exactly. Yeah, come by. No, Say we hi. will be going to Toy and Comic Con. In fact, this will be the third year we've gone. We've oh, we've yeah. stopped by the last two years, and we've thought it's been great. Not only all the Star Wars shit that's been set up there, mm-hmm. but uh, I we didn't even know you guys last year, and you were there. Yeah, we were there. We were in the five hundred first room. We were yeah. right next to the Star we Wars. We stopped right by there. Yeah, we so, were yeah, definitely there. Yeah, we've been shipped 
ships passing in the night all the time, gentlemen. <laughs> no, and I wish, last time I was there, and I hope this vendor is back, somebody had a copy of Bubble Bobble 2 for $20, and I didn't jump all over it. And I watched a documentary about collecting NES games, and that's one of the 20 rarest NES games. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh my god. So, I hope he's back. I think I know the gentleman you're talking about, because I had a t- uh, discussion with him last uh, Toy and Comic Con, and I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? Are you selling... He had like five copies of Pokemon Snap, the N64 game, which is an expensive game. And he was selling them for like 10, 12 bucks each. And I'm like, dude, like the 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 shyster in me wants to take all your games, but raise your prices, man. Rihanna, like for sure. Cause... This guy, I don't know if it's the same guy, but he basically like, I was kind of waffling on some shit. And he was mm-hmm. like, come on, man. I don't want to pack all this crap up. And I wasn't researched enough to know I should have bought every NES game yeah, he for had. Sure. Well, yep. and that's... That is one of my main issues with conventions is, you know, a lot of people won't buy on the first day. You know, you never buy on the first day. You hear that shit constantly. And I get that mentality. I really do. But, like, for us who makes so much custom stuff, we get people rushing back Sunday. Do you have this? And it's like, I sold out everything on Friday that you were looking at. Like, you know, I, I can only make so much. You know, like, I'll make uh, – we take custom commissions. That's pretty much the majority of our businesses. You know, you, you let me know what you want. I make you what you want. You get a specific item. But I hate that mindset where, like, you never buy day one because you buy on Sunday and everyone's desperate to, you know, give you a good deal. Well, the thing you got to figure out is that this isn't Best Buy. This isn't Walmart. This isn't whatever. These are guys who are doing this for the love of geek. And if you're spending an extra 5 to 10 bucks, boo fucking who, support your local geeks. Don't be that asshole who, you know, there's a, there's a guy who I run into pretty consistently who, like, ordered a statue that we sell offline for, like, 10 bucks cheaper than we sell it, but paid an extra 30 in shipping. And it's like, dude, you know, just, just support your local geek because, you know, once again, full circle, like, we're, we're all about community, you know, like, I, I love supporting you guys, you know, I love supporting, like, the local geeks, the conventions, and back to that Colorado Springs Comic Con kind of thing, like, if you get someone out there who's given a bad name for geeks, or sp- just jumping on the band market, because right now, everyone wants to be a geek, because that's what's making money, is, you know, all these superhero movies coming out, Star Trek, Star Wars, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all the shit from our childhood, you know, 80s, 90s kids, is coming back full force, and people are either geeky about it, or they see it as a way to make money, and and that's what this Colorado Springs Comic Con is. It's just a way to price gouge the shit out of everybody and leave, you know, with money in hand. So if I can leave anyone with a, a parting note, it's stay the fuck away from that one so they get out of our town. And what was the name <laughs> of the, the company that that's running that? Altered Reality Productions. Okay, is the name Altered of Reality. You hear that? If you want, if if this isn't true. Come in the bit cave and defend yourself. For sure. We I'd welcome love, you. You know, and I've, I'd love to talk to the guy. I've reached out multiple times trying to contact them. I contacted the Mortgage Solutions Financial Center, the place that's hosting it, and talked to the guy who's running that and asked him what the fuck's the deal with this guy. I've talked to every single con runner I can. I've talked to all the comic stores. I've talked to all the, the cosplayers that come around, the professional cosplayers. You know, like, I've built this incredibly solid network now, you know, that, like, I spend, Lauren hates for the most part, because I'm on the phone fucking constantly anymore just talking to people, but, you know, I, I like this network going on, because if something happens, we all know about it, and we can all talk about it, and no one gets duped into paying an obscene amount of money for a booth next to a fucking roofing center, you know, it's like, if you're selling spaces for, like, you know, a roofing place, or... Comcast or mobile insurance or whatever the fuck. It's not a convention, people. It's it's basically just a cash grab. 
you know, spend your money wisely, donate to the Toy and Comic Con. Denver Comic Con is a guaranteed win. Starfest is a guaranteed win. You know, do a little research, and I'm always talking about what's going on on our Facebook. So, you know, please follow Geeks Gone Rogue online. I know, shameless plug, but... Uh, oh, no, please plug away. Cause I, yeah. I've already said if anyone can walk up to me at Denver Comic Con and say something about Bitface, I will buy them a beer. Now, I'm going to limit that to, like, five beers. Yeah. I don't think five I'll give thousand. out one, though. No. No, I mean, I'll probably walk up to you and hit you. <laughs> you, you, I have no problem buying We're beer. buying beers regardless. But, you know, I mean, it's you do a little research on what you're doing. You know, I mean, if you if anyone needs geeky stuff or even questions about the local geeky community, there's no primer for it. You know, I mean, basically, like I said, when we started this, Chris and Tammy have run this business since, you know, about five or six years now when they lived in New Mexico. But Lauren and I have only joined less than a year ago in April. So we're about to hit our one-year anniversary in the business, and we're already – we're already vendors at Denver Comic-Con. Like, to give you kind of a rough idea, most people have to wait years to get into Denver Comic-Con, and we waited less than a year. So, obviously, we got some cool shit. Check us out on Geeks Gone Rogue on our Facebook. That's where you can message us or talk to us or see what's going on or just, you know, you got questions, please, just ask. We're all about the community, guys, so. And I'm glad that you guys are at Denver Comic-Con. We were going to go, but we backed off. You can recoup your $700. We can't. No, I mean yeah. we we put fourteen hundred into it. I mean, like we're we've got a ten by twenty. We need so much fucking space now. I'm gonna send so many people that I talk to Please your do. way. Yeah. Do. And then uh, yeah, I'll buy you guys a beer. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I get some sausage. Looking, we'll buffet sausage it. We're looking forward to just the uh, the fellowship. We had fun last year, and we didn't know anybody. In fact, the only person that asked us about Bitface last year was Anthony Michael Hall. Nice. And he was like, what's Bitface? And we were like, <laughs> let's tell you about it. It's our podcast. He was like, that sounds awesome, guys. And I was like, holy shit. Fucking Rusty from Vacation knows Loves about Bitface. So we're, we're looking forward to being there the whole weekend. And just uh, if you guys need us to, to do anything to help out, of course, spread the word, pass out flyers. No, that'd be we're there. And, of course, we're going to be plugging everything on the podcast before oh, yeah. then. No, definitely. I mean, you know, there's four of us for the Geeks Gone Rogue business plus our kids. And uh, we need to get a little more laser focused on where who's doing what kind of thing. You know, I think it'd be a fantastic idea if one of us was running around with a camera and a video camera and just getting cosplay pictures and just fucking with people and kind of stuff. You know, I mean, Chris was walking around Galaxy Fest with Tammy's Rogue wig on, which, <laughs> if you're familiar with Rogue, red hair and a white stripe, and he just he looked super stoned. He wasn't, but he was you know putting that fake vibe on and he had a plastic or a paper cup and he was walking up to random people going if you're gonna spew spew into this and it's i've got like a 20 minute video i need to edit down and it's fucking hilarious because some people got it some didn't some looked at him like he was insane but you get the reference i don't okay i I certainly do yeah wayne's i know you do the original wayne's Wayne's World. world yeah there were two guys cosplaying as wayne and garth at fucking uh at starfest and it was fantastic you know and they they never met they they were not they did not plan it. They were two separate dudes completely, and it was hilarious because I'm like, dude, you're missing out, man. My favorite. I'm sorry, I'm keep running out the mouth here, but no, you're uh, fine. at uh, at Galaxy Fest there was uh, the five hundred first is always everywhere. They're always awesome, but uh, one of the guys there was dressed as uh, Dark Helmet. Spaceballs, awesome. spaceballs, yeah. yes, and uh, and the, there were three girls at Starfest dressed as Barf, uh, Princess Vespa, and Lone Star. And it was fantastic because there was a guy running around, no affiliation with him, just stopped to pose with him that had a T-shirt on that uh, was dark helmet that said, I bet she gives great helmet. 
and I've got a picture of it, and it makes me so fucking happy. <laughs> I'm hoping that the guys that do Jay and Bob will be at DenverCon, because I've had a fantasy about walking up to them dressed as Brody, like, Jay! Uh, that'd be and I bet I know they would play along. Oh, yeah. You don't, yeah. you don't show up dressed like Jay and Bob and not... No, I mean, some people don't go along with cosplay. Like, they just look at you like you're insane. And you can usually tell they're, you know, cosplayers there just to show their tits and ass. Or they're they're been coerced because like the girls were trying very very hard to get me to dress up as like as Data, I, as like we talked about last time. Tammy met Brett Spicer and just absolutely or Spiner, Spiner. Or, yeah Spiner loved him you know completely and they want me to dress as Data because they're huge Star Trek fans obviously the, you know the Wesley or the Doctor Crusher and the Deanna Troy, but. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. And, you know, I can't pull off Deadpool because I'm I'm way too beefy of a guy to, to fit into that spandex kind of thing. It's just, it's a Play-Doh fat factory at that point. So I'm like, you know, Jedi, Jedi Deadpool works all the way. And, you know, you make it your own. And that's really kind of what I do with cosplay is I'll make it my own and be awkward as fuck. I humped that unicorn in front of a Stargate that had all this, the uh, cast signatures on it. And that picture's floating around somewhere. The guy did not forward it to me like promised, which breaks my heart. But I'll survive. <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to wrap, Nick. I feel like I have so much more to talk to you about. And you know, keep the we'll keep the front door to the BitCave open anytime you guys want to come Definitely. by. Any of you, even though Chris thinks that you're our favorite now because we had you back. <laughs> well, first, you but. know, it's uh, it's is what it is. Chris is busy working on the uh, litigation of um, the uh, poop app that you have so graciously relinquished rights to boy and we always have to end with shit don't we yeah i chris would i would be remiss if i did not mention the poop app that you guys gave us so we appreciate it hey it's and, it's the uh, least we can do is, is give you guys the ideas that uh that we think are great when we're drunk exactly <laughs> we don't think are so well great you know the, the only we're, thing we're you gotta to run the shit <laughs> see done and done but the the only issue we're running into is uh apple's already got a, a pretty strong patent on shit so Fair enough. I had to dig at Apple. Sorry, I couldn't resist it, even though I've got my own Apple 6 Plus. Tyler's not an Apple guy either. I am not. I am as well, but yeah, Lauren will... Lauren will clap excitedly for my my jokes. In the the immortal words of Eric, well, excellent, excellent. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And and on that note, uh, I guess we're going to wrap here tonight from the BitCave. Anyway, Geeks Gong Rogue Nick Gochis was with us tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Check out our brother podcast or our sister podcast, Nerd Cubed. We love those guys. We hope we get to see those guys very soon. And, of course, we can't end an episode of BitFace without saying, please, guys, go to the Indiegogo. Check out our friends at Strip Club Massacre. They treated us like family on the set. I feel like they are family. We will probably be going to the premiere. Check out Strip Club Massacre. Of course, you can hit all these links up through BitFace.com. Um, find us on Twitter. You know, you guys know the drill anyway. Um, Nick across from me to my left, as always, Tyler run TRG glaze. I am Eric G Hollis and we are out.